Welcome to Chip Cereal. Chip Cereals are sponsored by Lord of Podtown, the hit broadcast guesting starring me, Mr. Chip Duncan, and hosted by Garrett Tyler, for the most up-to-date reviews of podcasts without the political spin zone. Check out Lord of Podtown. Hello, I'm Chip Duncan, host and creator of the Chip Cereal, an investigation. I'm just an amateur sleuth looking to understand some things about what exactly is happening in the world. Welcome to Chip Serial, an investigation. Episode 3, Revelations. Jeremy, that disgusting young man at the party, had lit the path for me. He had given me all the knowledge I needed to find out just what was going on in Gene DiMarzio Jr.'s world of lies and spin zones. A world I was getting drawn into deeper and deeper. But unfortunately for Gene DiMarzio Jr., Chip in Gene's world means his world is in for a world of hurt. I left the neighborhood rock and roll show and found a nearby local coffee shop. Starbucks coffee just off of South Milton Road next to the China Garden. A popular destination for locals seeking some serious R&R, fresh beverages, and to take a load off for a few hours. But I couldn't rest long. I had to move quickly on Jean DiMarzio. Any good sleuth seeking the halls of justice knows what to look for. Rock hard evidence. And what could be more hard evidence than Guitar World magazine where players go to know? I had to get those magazines. According to the Jeremy, they carry evidence of Gene's dark ways and past days. After sleeping for a couple hours at the Starbuck, I borrowed a patron's cell phone to make a call. I knew just the man for the job to get me into Gene's world. I dialed my employee in Guatemala. He didn't answer like he never does, and if you're listening, my friend, you are on the chopping block. I can fire you with the press of a button, and don't you tempt me. You've abandoned me in my time of need, I won't be forgetting this. And uh, this is another demerit for you, and they're racking up. I then called my other employee, Jonathan, in the UK, and told him to update the sheet of demerits I have him keep on his Guatemalan co-worker who failed to answer the telephone phone. I then told him to get on the Gene case, and get on it hard. Find me the home of Gene's parents here in Flagstaff. After another short nap in the Starbucks lobby and asking the Starbucks worker to try and keep the grinder at a lower volume, it was very loud and I found it very disturbing to my sleep, I called back my local and loyal UK employee, Jonathan for an update. I used another patron's phone to make this phone call, and this time he had something for me. Jonathan claimed this was it. The address he gave me was for Jean's parents. His childhood abode. The womb in which the scoundrel grew. Surely he would have a room there still, considering he is a degenerate. With the sun rising in a few hours, I had to get over there, and fast. I hitchhiked to a liquor store near the address, and walked the rest of the way on foot.
I arrived at Jean's childhood home in the dead of night. Using a small flashlight and hoodie I keep on me for such occasions, I stealthily walk the perimeter of the home. Any good sleuth knows to walk perimeters and establish any hazards. Rowdy dogs, security cameras, security lights, security fences, security people, criminals, neighborhood watches, various traps. None detected. Shining my mini LED flashlight into one window near the back of the home, I saw hanging on the wall. Would you believe it, listener? A guitar. This must be Jean's room. I had to get in. The magazines would likely be within. I had to break down the barriers between me and the truth. I had to break them and enter. Fortunately, I had carried something else with me in my travel backpack, knowing I might need it. The local rock show Pissing Stone. I took it from the rock and roll show earlier in the off chance I might need it, and turns out I might need it. I removed it from my backpack and heaved it through the window. Just then, an alarm started going off. It seems someone is hiding something. No one who isn't hiding something needs an alarm. Jean is definitely up to something. This confirms it. I had to press on. I leapt into his room and quickly scanned the room. I have a penchant for quickly scanning as a part of my penchant for sleuthing. Near the guitar, I saw them. A stack of Guitar World magazines. I quickly shoveled the entire stack into my backpack and confidently fled the scene of justice. Within an instant, I was gone, like a ghost during the nighttime. The sun was rising as I arrived back at my place of rest. The Starbucks just off of South Milton Road, next to the China Garden. The workers refused to let me back in, claiming I was disrupting their workflow and taking up too much space in the lobby. After borrowing another patron's phone to lodge a complaint on the Starbucks customer service line and recommending they take away the benefits package that the employees are clearly not working hard enough to earn, I begin looking through the magazines. One in particular sticks out to my sleuthing sense. It's tattered, as if it's been thrashed around in a rage. I thumb through the pages, scanning with a keen and sharp eye on scanning them. Then I see it. A feature story. Worst roadies in rock and roll history. Near the top, I read a name. A name of none other than Gene DiMarzio Jr. Allegedly responsible for the hectic pyrotechnics incident of 93 and the stop, drop, and rock and roll incident of 2002. Dozens injured, some of them even allegedly dead. Blacklisted from the industry forever and set for standing on trial at a forthcoming date in none other than San Francisco Court of Law. This is what I needed. Jean's fate, as soon-to-be ex-producer of Lord of Podtown, is all but sealed.
This is Chip's serial. An investigation.